What the hell are legumes? Legumes. And legumes? Yeah. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> no, you said it right. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna put them on and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I haven't drank coffee for like five, six days, and I'm struggling right now. Yeah, you look like you're falling apart, C-Duck. <laughs> I'm falling apart. <laughs> so sisters, I recently took a hormone test, found out that I too have high cortisol. Wow. And I'm taking the necessary measures. One of the things I'm doing is cutting out caffeine, so coffee entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made a mistake. I cut it. I made a mistake. One, I got my hormone test done, which I should have never done, and I should have ignored it. And two, I quit cold turkey for caffeine. I should not have quit cold turkey. I should have, like eased my way mm-hmm. out. Maybe had like green tea or like black tea when I'm quitting the coffee, so it's not like an immediate cut on caffeine. We tell everyone to do that. We we didn't follow I know. that protocol. I always say like we always say that. Yeah, I always say cut caffeine slowly. Like don't just cut it out completely because you're gonna have a lot of side effects. And I'm going through it. I don't know. Yeah. How long does this take? It's been like a week. It's been like since Sunday and today's Thursday, so about like yeah. five days. Wow. And I don't know. It's not getting any better. I think it's like a one to two week type of thing. Yeah, I'm t- I'm drinking like cordyceps. I'm so I'm drinking decaf coffee and I'm adding cordyceps mushroom like this powder into it mm-hmm. what company was it from for anyone who's interested i forgot anyways they, they do a really good job and i put it in the decaf coffee it doesn't do anything i don't feel anything we should post it about this on like instagram it. yeah i know right we why should... aren't we posting this we will by the time you listen to this episode we will have post about it <laughs> well, i don't know i'm talking about my hormones i just feel yeah. like maybe uh it's not the same as of course you know pcos and, and the hormones yeah. associated there but, but in terms of cortisol yeah there is one thing that we can all relate to with this situation so here's what's happening with me i took my hormone test and they found out that i have high cortisol low dhea and low testosterone that's right so where why is this happening well when you have really high cortisol your um your body does not produce enough sex hormones such mm-hmm. as testosterone for you, that might be estrogen. Mm-hmm. For me, it is testosterone. So I can tell, um, and based on the health coach I talked to, there's a direct correlation between my high stress and the lower amount of uh, testosterone. So yeah. what I need to do is bring the stress down. And the al- testosterone will go back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Allow the testosterone to go back up. And this will take about three months. And the only way to do that is by, one, you know, reducing caffeine intake, Mm -hmm. um, as well as taking supplements to help with like adrenal support, help with DHEA. Yeah. I will also say I do have a very bad history of like for 10 years, I was sleeping for only like four hours a day, drinking five cups of coffee. I was driving three hours a day from school to work. So I had like a horrible schedule for 10 years. And just two years ago, I stopped that schedule. So it seems like based on what the health coach said, Maybe it was even worse two years ago, and only recently your body's uh, helping to get back up to those normal levels. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm a lot better than I was a year ago, but even then, I still want to like help improve it. Yeah, it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. 
Yeah, I think you're just fatigued from the lack of coffee. I think you're just like really drained and not used to being so low energy. Yeah, you're I've not been drinking usually. coffee for like 10 years. Yeah, you used to drink years. way more. Remember when you quit a long time ago oh, yeah, after drink... drinking like five cups a day and then you quit cold turkey and your body was aching? Yeah, that was back then, like about like a couple of years ago, quit cold turkey and it felt like I had COVID. But even yeah. though that was like three years ago or something, it felt like crazy i had the flu my body was aching i had shivers of course it's not as severe as covid don't get me wrong it It was like a flu it was like a flu a fever is what i'm trying to say it was pretty bad i didn't know if you had a flu or if it was the coffee that was crazy no it was one day so i think it was a coffee because right after it i had a cup and i think i felt sort of you came right back together (laughs) yeah it was pretty bad anyway so that's my experience i'm balancing my hormones of course it's not pcos but you know I'm going through something similar. I'm yeah. trying to help to rebalance my hormones. I'll sure. give you guys a little update in a month or two to let you guys know how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a little bit about me. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people love to hear about your journey as well because yeah. stress hormones, everyone has them. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this week's episode. Of course, it's going to be all about PCOS and magnesium. All right. So since the last time we talked about magnesium on the podcast, I've been so much more mindful of incorporating it in our diet. Sirak, have you noticed I'm putting pumpkin seeds on everything? This is not a joke. Like I would never eat pumpkin seeds in the past. It's kind of one of those like random ingredients I was just not used to. Mm -hmm. But now every salad, dump it on. (laughs) It's like all over everything. Because Did we talk about this on the zinc episode? Um, we we talked about it about the magnesium and zinc episode oh, okay. way a while back, like I more see. than a year ago. Yeah. So if anyone wants to hear about the episode about zinc specifically, we have an episode yeah. just for zinc. You can look back on the podcast feed to listen to that. Right. And magnesium, it's so important to make sure you have magnesium in your diet for PCOS. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Mm -hmm. It's an essential mineral. It's found in all our tissues, bones, muscles, brain, and it helps build our muscle and maintain nerve function and sustain an optimal immune system to keep a healthy heartbeat and help us sleep and relax us basically. So women with PCOS are actually 19 times more likely to have a magnesium deficiency. Magnesium deficiency, it's common and it makes it harder for your muscles and fat and liver to respond to insulin. And so that's an issue for PCOS. Like that's a major issue because we're already struggling with insulin resistance. Two reasons why women with PCOS have a high prevalence of low magnesium is number one, many women with PCOS have sugar cravings and to process sugar, we require a lot of magnesium to burn it for energy. And insulin resistance is often associated with low levels of magnesium. So we have to add it back into our diet if we want to help heal insulin resistance. It's part of that process. You know, sometimes we feel like low carb is the only way to manage insulin resistance, but it does require some supplementation and um, making sure that all the components that play into insulin resistance are being managed. So magnesium is one of them. And then birth control is another. And yeah, like certain medications like birth control pills, when your body is finished using the estrogen from the pill, your body has to process it through the liver, requiring magnesium in order to make safe metabolites that you can eliminate. 
So you basically depend on magnesium to detox that synthetic estrogen. But it's one of the many nutrients depleted by birth control. So it actually makes yeah. it harder to do that. Yeah. My sister, when she got off birth control and she did the hormone test, she had excess estrogen. She had really high estrogen. She had to take supplements to detox it. Was magnesium one of them? Actually, yeah. It's in the, some of the supplements that she's taking. You know, it's in most multivitamins. Yeah. And yeah, it's really important because we get estrogen dominance from birth control oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And magnesium is one reason why. Yeah. It's been, such an important nutrient. Makes me mad when we don't have it because yeah. of like factors like this. Especially when women who take birth control, they should be told, hey, you may need to yeah. double or you may need to check up on your magnesium levels yeah. because birth control can impact it also it's it's important for birth yeah. control that your magnesium levels be normal as we just mentioned your body processes the estrogen from birth control through the liver and it requires magnesium in order to eliminate it right. so without magnesium you can't detox that synthetic estrogen and not to mention it's depleted by birth control honestly i remember when i was given birth control i asked like do i need to take any supplements to support my body while i'm on birth control i'm on google i see all these things about how birth control affects your nutrient absorption my doctor was like no you're fine like just completely because i don't know why she doesn't believe in multivitamins or anything mm -hmm. and so when i took birth control for a year or something 12 years ago 10 years ago i was depleted of everything by the time i came off it and i had no idea yeah so this is an important step sisters yeah. listen up so that's definitely one of the reasons why we need to prioritize magnesium but there's more to it let's talk about more reasons why we need to prioritize magnesium for pcos mm -hmm. why you should pay special attention to getting enough magnesium the first one is it actually helps decrease inflammation so chronic low-grade inflammation and magnesium deficiencies are commonly seen together. And studies show we may need more magnesium to counteract low-grade inflammation. Yeah. There's a lot of supplements out there, especially like those bath salts that have magnesium in it. So like I think they're called like magnesium bath salts or whatever. Yeah, CBD actually has yeah, one. Pure Spectrum pure has, Spectrum. Yeah, we have a couple of them from them too. And you just put it into your bath. You take mm -hmm. a bath like that and it's supposed to help your muscles recover, help to lower inflammation. In fact, one of our friends got into a really bad car accident and her body was aching for days and we gave her the magnesium. Um, we gave her like the black bottle. Yeah, the, I mean, the, black, the was, black label bag from Pure Spectrum. It was Spectrum. like the most high end one that yeah, they sell. Yeah, it has CBD and magnesium. magnesium yeah. But anyways, she took that, took a bath with it and she felt amazing. Like she said the next day, like her body aching was kind of gone. Yeah. And that probably has to do with the magnesium, really helps with inflammation, helps your muscles actually relax too, not right. just that. Yeah, and women with PCOS, we have chronic inflammation. So maybe a regular bath with salts. It's a good idea. Sure. But we'll get into treating magnesium deficiency in a second. So, of course, another reason, as we mentioned, it helps decrease insulin resistance. Magnesium is involved in helping your cells open up so the sugar can come in and get burned for energy. So without magnesium, we're not able to do that. And it also, look at Sirak. He's yawning. I yawned <laughs> away from the mic and you have to call me out. handle. This is so rude. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, it also improves heart health. Women with PCOS have a higher risk for developing heart disease because of associated PCOS risk factors like being overweight or insulin resistance or high blood pressure. And research shows that higher magnesium intake is associated with lower cardiovascular risk. Mm -hmm. It helps your heart relax and improves blood pressure. 
So I love that. It's so important to have that to help yeah. your body relax. Yeah, definitely. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and D-chiro-inositol. This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. So next one is improving migraines. So many women with PCOS have migraines and magnesium helps to prevent waves of brain signaling that cause common visual and sensory changes, which is effective for migraine prevention. So that kind of yeah. is a little confusing, but basically magnesium helps to prevent those brain signal waves that cause common visual and sensory changes and basically effective for migraine yeah. prevention. And this is important because women with PCOS, if you have hormonal imbalance before you get your period, you might find that you get migraines, really intense migraines or during your period. And mm -hmm. it can be so debilitating and just... You know, there's, of course, it, the magnesium might not be the answer to it all, but it could help. There he goes again. <laughs> all right. Honey. Next one I think is perfect for me. Stress. So uh, women with PCOS are more likely to have mood disorders and stress. Stress increases magnesium loss. Magnesium plays a role in the reactions of mood regulation. So consider making the supplement part of your self-care routine to reduce stress. Make yeah. it part of like your wind down in the evening or so to basically help bring those cortisol levels down. Yeah, it's like a relaxation supplement basically. Yeah. That's where like the bath really comes handy if you have the yeah. magnesium bath salts. You can just throw that in there. Yeah. I think it's called mm -hmm. Epsom salt, right? Yes. Epsom salt. Yes. yes. So that's what it is. Epsom salt. You can order on Amazon. It's so mm -hmm. cheap. It's like $5 a gallon or something. Yeah. Just throw it in the bath. So you could also order it from Pure Spectrum. Yeah. And yeah. we'll link it in the description as well because they sell two different types of bath salts and both of them have magnesium in them. One is stronger than the other, mm -hmm. it seems, but um, both of them are great. We have it and we love using it. We love giving it to friends who get in car accidents. <laughs> also, it can help with sleep. Like we mentioned, it's a great part of a wind down routine. If you struggle with sleep, my goodness. So adequate magnesium may help you sleep better. Studies show it plays a role in maintaining healthy GABA levels, the neurotransmitter that promotes sleep and encourages relaxation. Wow. So again, the bath is great. You can also take the supplement, but the bath, it does absorb into your skin and mm -hmm. have a relaxing effect. And it also helps with cramps. Studies show that it can significantly reduce cramps. And I know this for sure because I was told to take magnesium when I had cramps. Yeah. It makes sense because it's relaxing your muscles. Yeah, you know? exactly. So the cramping up, that cramps feeling is going to yeah. loosen up, feel better for your body. That's essentially how you know if you're deficient. Because 
you can't tell through blood work because magnesium is stored mainly in your bones. So blood work isn't a great indicator of uh, deficiency. So how do you know if you're deficient? <laughs> you got to leave it clear. Anyone wondering, am I deficient? If you are wondering if you're deficient, then consider, you know, your level of tension. This is a relaxation mineral. And you'll know if you're, you're deficient, not from blood work. It's not the best indicator, like I said, because magnesium is stored in your bones. But from feeling tight, maybe irritable, crampy and stiff, if you get migraines, you can try magnesium. Or if you mm -hmm. have PMS or constipation or even intense cravings mm -hmm. because it plays that role with insulin resistance. No. So okay. if you're struggling with any of those things, consider taking a multivitamin that has magnesium or, you know, we'll tell you some other ways to get it into your diet. So the recommended dosage is about 320 milligrams per day. Mm -hmm. So 320, 320 milligrams per day for magnesium. How do we, how can you get this? Well, some dietary magnesium sources. So some foods you can get magnesium from are pumpkin seeds, are delicious if you actually cook them oh yeah oh hold on let me just if you saute pumpkin seeds with sage leaves sprinkle a little coarse salt on that you know fry the sage leaves and cook up the pumpkin seeds put it on a salad put it on a pizza it is bomb okay continue nice all right next one is nuts and legumes what the hell are legumes 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 yeah did i say it wrong <laughs> no you said it right Legumes are like beans, things like that. Oh, okay. All right. So nuts and legumes. Next is rice and oats, green leafy vegetables like spinach, and then avocados and salmon. So right. I'll repeat that one last time. Pumpkin seeds, nuts and legumes, rice and oats, green leafy vegetables like spinach, mm -hmm. and then avocados and salmon. We definitely have these ingredients in our main diet. And I feel like it's because I'm more intentional about it since the last time we talked about this. Mm -hmm. So sisters, reflect on your diet for a second. Think about it. Are you eating enough magnesium and how can you squeeze it in there? Yeah. So what it looks like to eat 320 milligrams of magnesium is having about one cup of kale, which is 30 milligrams. Mm -hmm. Okay. Imagine you're making a salad. You put one ounce of shelled pumpkin seeds on that. That's 170 milligrams. Wow. Okay, so that's, that's a lot. That's already 200 yeah. after just the kale and the pumpkin seeds. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh-huh. And then you add on one ounce of almonds, which is 80 milligrams. And then half a cup of black beans, which is 60 milligrams. Okay. The interesting thing here is you can probably combine all of this for a salad. Yeah. Because that's what you've been doing recently. We had a salad yesterday. Oh, it wasn't kale, it was broccoli. But it was broccoli, pumpkin seeds, and almonds. Uh -huh. So you can switch the broccoli with kale. Uh -huh. So just do a kale, pumpkin seed, and almond salad. Add a little bit of drizzle of olive oil or balsamic vinegar on top. Yeah. Bam, you have 200 milligrams of magnesium. Yeah, I'm looking at the nutrition facts for uh, cauliflower. One head of cauliflower is 88 milligrams of magnesium. There you go. I think we eat like half a head of cauliflower. If we Sometimes, make something, yeah. like each of us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm sure. How big is a head broccoli. of cauliflower? Sometimes it's like just this big. Sometimes oh, it's this big. I see. It's not like it really one depends of those. If it's organic. It's not one cauliflower. One, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then lastly, like Tyne said, half a cup of black beans, that's 60 milligrams. So, 
another great example. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is these are all natural sources. So think of the amazing health benefits of magnesium when you take a bite. You know, like you're eating a delicious salad with uh, pumpkin seeds and almonds. It tastes delicious. And at the same time, you're getting a very great yeah. resource that's very healthy for you that can help with a lot of PCOS symptoms. Especially if you're consistent with it. So think of it like, let's say you're trying to incorporate more magnesium to have less cramps, for example. If you do that every day, if you're eating those, and not only do these vegetables and nuts have magnesium in it, but they also have other nutrients that will help support your gut health, your hormones as a result, and then the quality of your period the next time you get it so consistency is key yeah go on your amazon app click groceries and order from whole foods <laughs> <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> all right so what are some other ways we can get magnesium besides food all right so we talked about the epsom salt that's definitely a great idea if you don't feel like getting in the whole tub you can put your feet in a tub mm -hmm. and just do a foot bath yeah and epsom salt basically contains magnesium sulfate that can be absorbed into your body through the skin. Right. You can also apply magnesium oil yeah. and that can be absorbed through your skin as well. Yeah. I wonder if you have, if you're feeling cramps and you get magnesium oil and you put it, you know, where you're feeling the cramps, maybe it can have, maybe I'm not sure, but maybe it can have benefits. Maybe like it could. I'm actually looking into castor oil right now. Mm. I get cramps the first day of my period. And I'm going to talk about this in another podcast episode. So stay tuned, sisters. But if you've ever tried castor oil, it has been shown to help with cramps. Okay. Castor oil. Cool. All right. Next one is, of course, supplements. So it's very important to choose the right supplement because there are different forms of magnesium. Do you want to explain them a bit? Yeah, there's different forms of magnesium. Magnesium bisglycinate is one of the forms that has a high level of absorption and bioavailability. Usually you'll find a dosage of like 500 to 1,000 milligrams a day, and you take it with meals to spread throughout the day for better absorption. So that's the one that I was reading up on mm -hmm. for general magnesium consumption. Cool. Awesome. And we did talk about the bad soak from Pure Spectrum. So as sisters, you guys know, Pure Spectrum is one of the sponsors for our podcast. They make amazing CBD uh, that can help with things like sleep, inflammation. Uh, inflammation, so much more. But they also do make what they call the Pure Spectrum bad soak. So they have a whole line and the whole point is to help you achieve your recovery and relaxation goals. And they give you different options that basically enhance and personalize your soak experience. So for example, they have one bath soak that has both eucalyptus and peppermint. They work together as a natural cooling agent, kind of gives you this like relief from aches and pains. Mm -hmm. It also has 25 milligrams of uh, CBD, which obviously can also help with the rejuvenation. So if you're interested in ordering from Pure Spectrum, their bath soaks will include the link in the description. And of course, if you use the, the code sisterhood or the sisterhood, one word, you can get 10% off your order. Awesome. I will be taking a bath soon. Good. <laughs> I might join you. All right. Actually, I can't because ba our bath is way too small. It is way too small. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically all about magnesium, but we're not done yet. We're going to ask you sisters some questions and some polls on Instagram. So we asked, which magnesium-rich foods do you love the most? All right. The possible answers were pumpkin seeds, avocados, oats, spinach, or other. And most of you responded avocados. Ooh. Who doesn't love an avocado? Yeah, I, I love avocados. You, a delicious avocado. My favorite thing, some guacamole. Mm-hmm. 
But I bet you most people haven't tasted a sautéed pumpkin seed. Yeah, I think. I'm telling you, I'm everyone to try this sauté pumpkin seeds. Like cook them up, get them crispy. Crispy. It tastes so Sage. freaking good. It's amazing. Yeah, on a pizza especially. So, sisters, that concludes our DM uh, sticker polls. Uh huh. Let's move on to the wins, our favorite part. Yeah. So this is where we announce some wins of the weeks. Wins of the week. So these are fellow sisters who are managing their PCOS, thriving, losing weight, and just feeling uh, better with their PCOS. Yes, we have some good ones today. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say the first one. This is from Tori from The Sisterhood. She says, okay, so I just had to share some exciting news. Thanks to The Sisterhood and Talian and Sirak and their advice to go dairy-free along with my gluten-free approach for my diet, I'm finally seeing the inches fall off around my waist. I quit all caffeine. Oh, Lord. I feel you, Tori. Including my caffeine addiction, my yeah. coffee addiction. Yeah, she says, I quit all caffeine and in parentheses, including my coffee addiction for about three weeks now and I feel awesome. Wow. I have quit all pharmaceutical medicine, normal birth control, metformin or spironolactone. I hope you're uh, working with your doctor on those, but that's great if you're feeling better. Love it. I've had no breakouts since switching my diet and adding in ovacetol and the supplements that I started. Thanks to an amazing naturopathic doctor I found. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, doing yeah. these things with, with a naturopathic doctor, yeah. if, you know, if you're thinking of getting off of birth control or spironolactone, metformin, working with a naturopathic doctor while you do that will be amazing. And then she says, I am so overly thankful for all of you. You have no idea how grateful I am. I finally feel like I'm in control. Thank you. Wow. You are welcome, sister. And wow. she says, I finally feel like I'm in control. And I couldn't that this. be like one of the biggest struggles with PCOS, right? Yeah. Tom, you can tell us that. I mean, I can relate to this entire message. I'm so glad that everything has worked for her. And I'm so glad that she didn't have to go another day or year or another 10 years suffering from all her PCOS symptoms. Yeah. I mean, a lot of sisters, we end up doing that because we're not able to find resources that are helpful to us because there's not enough research and this and that. But she gave it a shot. She said, let me see what my body says, yes or no. She quit the caffeine. She feels great, gluten and dairy free. And that's really what matters, what yeah. works for you. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. The next one is Diane. She's also from the sisterhood. And she posted a picture, a post-workout uh, selfie. She mm -hmm. looks so cute. She says, workout time, y'all. I have done all kinds of workouts throughout my PCOS journey. And I have to say that these workouts in the sisterhood may be slow, but they pack a punch. <laughs> but they pack a punch. I did an ab workout Friday and was walking like a grandma on Sunday. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> and then the grandma emoji. So funny. First week of slow weighted workouts plus focused gluten and dairy free. I'm already down 3.4 pounds. Amazing. Congrats, Diane. And that's Ugh. such great progress already one weekend 3.4 pounds yeah that's great you know i love like walking like a grandma's sunday <laughs> that usually happens especially when you first start with any workout program yeah you get really sore the first couple of days or the first week and then eventually over time that the amount of days you feel sore kind of like winds down so mm -hmm. diane if you're listening i'm sure you've been continuing and i'm sure the days that you're feeling sore has probably gone down so love yeah. hearing this congrats diane so happy for you, sisters. And anyone who's listening, we believe in you and we can't wait to hear your testimonial as well. Yes. Whew, Tanya, do you believe in me though? Because I am 
I don't know if I'm going to make it out of this. I don't know. This funk. You're going to be fine. She, it took her (laughs) this, it says three weeks of no coffee. She kicked her addiction and she feels great after three weeks. So I guess you have to suffer. Yeah, yeah. I got to listen to our own advice. How many times have we talked? We've talked so many times about cortisol levels and how that can impact estrogen, how that can impact testosterone for men yeah not just that how caffeine plays a role you know like some people can drink caffeine one two cups of coffee and they're totally fine but some people like me in in my case my adrenals are drained you know yeah they need some help so i need to stop coffee for a while i need to heal some supplements Uh to heal my adrenal glands i need to help my body regulate cortisol better so it's going to take some time it just goes to show you can take CBD all you want. You can, you know, get your eight hours of sleep. It could yeah. be that one thing that is messing with you. Yeah. That's preventing you from really healing. Yes. All right. Well, it's time for a nap. No naps. No naps. <laughs> time for lunch and time for my oh, time for lunch. herbal tea. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, sisters, for listening to this episode about magnesium. Again, if you want to hear our episode about zinc, we have that one in the feed. So check out our feed to listen to that episode. We'll be back next week with another great one. Talk to you soon, sisters. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Thank you.